It's totally normal to feel grief during a divorce. There's a huge loss involved, not only for you, but for your ex as well, even if they were the ones who initiated the divorce, and especially for children. And the reason why it's okay to feel grief is because the loss is so big. Hey, hey, welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. My name is Rob Roseman. On this show, we talk about everything divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or figuring out life after. Divorce, co-parenting, dating, we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from. If you want more help, head on over to WTFDivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. Real quick, let's talk about the sponsor. Today's WTF Divorce episode is brought to you by Soberlink. If you're going through a divorce and custody case involving alcohol, Soberlink is the solution for you. More on Soberlink at the end of the show. Now, on to today's episode. You lose not only the family structure that you had, that you potentially enjoyed, and that gave a lot of meaning to your life, but then there's also the loss of the hope that that family potentially brought of you, of what it might look like in the future, of how your family could celebrate and come together and be part of a community. And that also means a loss for your children too, a loss of the stability they had in you as parents and the structure that provided them with security and safety as well. So for everyone involved, it's important to honor that grief, to feel it and to mourn as well so that you can move through it in healthy ways. And it's also important to remember the, do- the five stages of grief that Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross mentions. She talks about the idea of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And we all know what denial looks like. It's a refusal to really accept the circumstances that are going on. This can't be happening to me. And then the anger comes as well when we do realize that something has actually been lost. It's okay in that circumstance to feel that anger and to channel it in really healthy ways to move forward so it doesn't consume us entirely. And then there's depression as well, which can be really ugly for everyone. And to realize when depression is set in and how it's impacting our lives and how we can actually push back against the depression, either with certain new habits or rituals that we need to take on, by talking to a therapist or people that love us, perhaps even getting on the necessary medication that could help us move through that cloudy mindset and that dark mindset. And then acceptance is often a stage that can be liberating, even if it does come with a twinge of sadness and anger as well. But I wanna focus on that middle stage of bargaining for just a second, because it can really mess with us. You can get through denial and anger and jump over to depression and acceptance and then potentially even backtrack to bargaining at some point. And that's important to remember too, that this isn't a linear process. You might take two steps forward and then one step back and then hopscotch over certain stages as well. But bargaining can mess with us in particular ways because you may have come to grips with the divorce in certain ways, but then all of a sudden start feeling that there could have been something else that you could have done or should have done. And then you start moving in that direction. You start negotiating with yourself and separating from the new you that comes out in this whole evolutionary process. Bargaining will tell you that there's certain things you should have done in order to make the marriage work, that potentially you're even a bad person for not having done it in the first place. But a lot of divorce can be outside of our control, and bargaining makes us forget that as well. In talking with people, sometimes they keep saying things like, I just want my family back. What can I do to say to him? What can I do to say to her to get my family back? And the fact of the matter is, is that your family, at least what you envisioned it to be, your relationship and your marriage, 
and at least what you felt that to be and envisioned those to be as well, is truly lost, at least in the way that you want it. If you have kids, you're constantly tied to that person. If you don't, then perhaps there's some liberation involved. But nonetheless, bargaining will help you forget that and not in a necessarily good way because you need to remember that there's a loss in order to grieve it, in order to mourn it, and in order to move forward through it. But bargaining will keep you in this stage for the longest period of time because you'll constantly be doubting yourself. And doubting yourself is not a healthy place to be. It's okay to check yourself sometimes and to ask questions of yourself to see if you're doing the right thing. But self-doubt is another thing altogether. And so it's important to recognize when you're bargaining and when you're bargaining against an unrealistic option. If your spouse left you, just up and left you for someone else, and you haven't heard from them in a long time, and communication is really minimal, and it doesn't seem like they want to be around, there's not going to be anything that you can possibly say or do to them that is going to make them come back to you and realign and form your family once again. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bitter news in that way, but this is what acceptance is all about, and which is why depression comes after that. Because once you realize that the bargaining isn't helping, that's when the reality starts to set in. And that's when depression also rears its ugly head. But if you can get through that, then you can eventually see and understand where you're at and the new opportunities that divorce provides to rewrite your life, to write a new chapter, to live a healthy life, to find a new you, to come out of this chrysalis from the caterpillar, caterpillar to becoming a beautiful butterfly and to gaining a new sense of perspective and meaning in the world. And I guarantee you, after you get to the stage of acceptance, there's one more bonus stage, a sixth stage, which is the celebration. The celebration you now have at finding meaning, about finding purpose, and finding a new story that you can write for your own life that is equally as beautiful as the one before. I'm Noam Rauscher, an ordained spiritual coach for all seekers and a certified divorce coach for men. You can set up some time with me in a free consultation at noamrauscher.com. That's N-O-A-M-R-A-U-C-H-E-R, noamrauscher.com. It comes as no surprise that not all divorces are created equal. While some divorces are collaborative and amicable, others are painful, accusatory, and may simply have you thinking, what the F? If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, this is a sobering reality. The folks at Soberlink want to help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test, so you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. The WTF Divorce Community is here to help shed light on the fact that whatever you're going through, you are not alone. If Soberlink is reaching you at the exact time that you need it, visit www.soberlink.com WTF to sign up and get $50 off your device. That's www.soberlink.com slash WTF.